evening family it is evening here in lagos nigeria where i am speaking from welcome to another episode of journey through before we go further i want to apologize for taking a little while off but we move so um today i'm just going to be speaking based on something very personal that happened to me like i'm going to use that incident as a charge you know for you and i okay so there's this friend of mine in about two say seven years ago i went to um a part of the southwestern part in nigeria for to run a pre-degree program and then i met some amazing people at a first square church where i worshipped so part of this amazing people is brought samuel his name is samuel upon Samuel Upon, you know, so he was a he was a car coordinator then. We first had a car coordinator was a copper. So as soon as immediately copper P, that was the copper's name, left the choir group, Brother Samuel took over as the choir coordinator. Ah, Brother Samuel was such fire. He was such um. I don't know. I don't know the words to use to qualify Brother Samuel really, but. Like he did so much for God and for that choir group. I mean, we had rehearsals. He um, helped us apply for like programs and all of that, and he would cause us or push us to go. Even when we had uh, we had tests, I'm like, man, I want to read this. Like, no, let's go now. And then we would go. And then Brother Samuel also. We had this. I remember that is this praise program they usually do in that town. He, I mean, from Ijebo, all the way from Ijebo day in Ogun State, he brought his own group, his own group to come and sing from his own church to come and sing at that program. This was kind of person that Brother Samuel was, his eight-year-old brother at that time, his name was Triumph, um, beat the drums and he beat the drums so well. His younger sister then could beat the drums and also sing. We aside from that moral praise, that town praise program that we did, there was also another um, what's it called program that he did to build the choir of the church. He brought in people to to come and teach us and all of that. To t- if you want to learn about drum, the keyboard and singing, like Brother was such fire for the Lord, and you know he what's the word. But Samuel, you know, and when we got talking, he said, ah, this is something I've been doing for years. He has been traveling for years. I'm like, your parents, they don't, it's what they are used to be. They know that this is what he is called for. And he, I mean, I mean, I even wondered if they could have let their eight-year-old son out of the house. That is that but Samuel's younger brother, Triumph. I, I really, then that made me believe that all that Samuel was saying was true. You know, but sometimes tell me how we are still traveling from the traveling from home going to places to minister and of that at a very young age not just he his family his mom he told me some of the things some of the work some of the exploits that his father had done at the time and was still doing and so abby was just following his father's footsteps and all of that and i'm like what and i'm like what and he's like yes so fast forward to we left um, moro i didn't get admission admission into the school and he also didn't get admission into that school, so we left the town. First of all, we moved out, we moved forward in our lives. One thing I noticed then in Bersama was he was short. He's, even his younger sister was taller than he is, you know, and his mom and dad were not that short. He was short, and 
his his back kind of his back or shoulder kind of looked funny. That was one thing I noticed about him. And I noticed they had such long fingers. They were beautiful. His fingers were so beautiful. They were long. Because he played the keyboard, I was used to... And I think he taught me for a while, so I was kind of used to seeing his fingers. His fingers were long. And I was wondering, how can someone so short have long fingers? His fingers were long and his toenails... No, no, is it toenails? No, his toes too were long. And I wonder how, you know, it was just funny to me that someone that short could have long nails, um, long fingers and toes. I didn't know that there was a condition there, you know. Fast forward to some years after we got to Lagos, we reached out for a while. After a while, you know, we followed each other on social media. After a while, we just kind of fell out. Not not like we didn't fight or have issues, but, you know, when you just don't reach out to people anymore and all of that. And then, boom, we got talking again. We got meeting. We'll talk, we'll talk. And then he started to share some of his, um, we share Bible um meditations and all of that and he started to share some of his beliefs with me and I was like God we are on the same page and he started to share how some people do not accept his beliefs and I'm like God I've known this for a while so people do not accept my belief and then we share the same thing we'll talk but some was such a, ah he would talk with you and chat with you about the gospel but some was so passionate and on fire for the Lord and for God to work and for God's people ah no 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 he was such a person that it was such a pleasure meeting Bertram. I'm sure you must have been hearing me say was, 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 like, what's happening? He's no more. That's what happened. And that's why today's episode is actually a tribute to him. Bersam was such a great Christian. One who would cause you to check your life like, it's like I'm sleeping. I mean, that time when we were in that town, for that pre-degree program and he flew in his family and all of that i was wondering babe what have you done with your own life see see this young boy that is his younger brother eight-year-old drumming see sister see the way she's drumming and singing too see this all of this they have such a great mentor in their brother you don't start to look at it you were such a person that would push you not jealousy you won't be pushed to be jealous but push to want to do more push to want to be on fire i came back from moro on fire from for god because of some of the associations that I had in Moro, were Samuel inclusive, Copper P inclusive, you know. And so fast forward to when we now left and we got um talking later, 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 then he started to then say, was it last year, twenty twenty one, he reached out to me and then he told me that he had a condition and that his case was his condition was getting worse and all of that what condition and he said to me that's and I said, whoa that's when i started to see that no wonder his nails were his fingers were long his toes were long too they looked long and slender compared to his height you know and that's i started to wonder i said he had a condition while he was young some he did some immunization and some vaccines were not given to him when he was young he was exposed as a young child because his parents were like they lacked they were lacking in some necessities when they gave birth to him like even they couldn't wear him a proper cloth as a kid even for his naming ceremony he didn't have a new cloth to wear you know it was that bad he told me how they, at that time they were living in like the bush like deep in the bush and all of that and i'm sorry to be sharing all this but there's a reason i'm sharing the, this and that's how so that's why some he couldn't get basic health care as at the time when he was a baby and you know some of the health care that facilities that he missed at that age grew to affecting him when he grew older 
and that was what caused the condition the condition something to do with spondylolisis blah blah i really don't want to remember the name because it's not something well for me i don't like to remember stuff like that i don't want to remember the name so it has the name actually the condition has to do with his spine and how you know how he said he almost had a little ump on his shoulder and all of that and how it was affecting him now he was in school he couldn't like even he couldn't play the keyboard again his hands would shake ah i had this condition i was crying because i'm like but sam uses that finger for the lord ah i remember but sam and playing keyboard in that town in ocean state when we were coming the choir we were coming like coming down from the altar after ministering ah person would play as we were going to minister he would play us a very beautiful tune when we were coming down he played a beautiful tune something to charge us up person was such a great pianist and i'm like he can't use the hands ah it was such a pain it was such a pain hearing that i was so sad and i said ah prasam what are we going to do about it you know for a while i took a while it took me a while to actually calibrate and get myself you know but when i got myself i i was i had like a group of firebrand members that could pray with me i called them i like slotting or something to be prayed with it they prayed with him they called him he got back to me and told me ah oh, they called him they prayed with him and i'm like god bless like like he was happy and i'm like very good but this is not it he came over to visit me because he had appointment in lagos and he wasn't living in lagos no he was in school in hefe and sometimes he would be home in ijebu you know but he would come to lagos for his appointment he had appointment in igbobi i think he said he had an aunt in igbobi so he would stay over at Akute, he had a family member in Akute, so he would stay over at Akute and then do what and you know come and meet appointments. How he first mentioned how his sister and his mother, his parents had been following him, but later he didn't want to disrupt their lives because of his own. How his sister was writing her final exams, he didn't want to bother her, and then he decided to come by himself. Like, how do you do it? How do you cross? I remember him coming to my house, I remember him coming to my house and. When he came to my house and I had to see him off, I didn't know that I couldn't cross the express. I had to cross the express with him and put him in a bus. Ah, and as bus Sam was leaving, I was crying. I was crying. You know, somebody that you know that was so vibrant. And then you see that person. What's the word? Turn into, you know, you see the person in such a weak state. You be so so bad. I don't know. I was just crying. I told my mom. My mom to sent a little donation into his. We had a fund. So we we're raising funds for his surgery. I didn't have much. I sent the little that I had. I sent the little that I had into something. You know and. In all of this, the Brossam's dying day, aside from when he had surgery and all of that, Brossam was still posting Bible, answering questions, posting Bible topics, answering questions on social media. Like, if you did not know him, you wouldn't know that he had a condition like that where his hands were shaking where he had to be strapped with something to enable him get a grip on his shoulder and his arms. He was still hosting Bible anchor, like he still put together Bible um discussion programs, and one of them still holds to today. Like they didn't, it didn't end because Bosam died. In all of this, Bosam was still he had met with many men of God, men of God, 
you know, he had worked, I think he said he had worked along with side minister Theophilus. He had met with some of them, you know, they prayed with him and all of that. Ah, I also prayed with Brossam. I prayed with him. That day he came to my house, we prayed. Ah, and when he stood up and his hands and his legs were shaking, he took all the control in me to not cry. I mean, I wouldn't want to make him sad too. And then he was scheduled for surgery twice and it was cancelled again. And I was wondering, what's this God? Is this like a, you know, as this surgery was cancelled, it just kind of spurred me to pray more. I said to pray more, Holy Spirit. I don't want Brosam to do surgery. Supernatural healing is what I pray for him. How do we go about it? What do we do? I entered into a fast. Because it was, I don't know, it was such a, it was such a pain seeing him like that or hearing that he was in that condition. You know, as the surgery were cancelled twice, I was like, ah, it's better he doesn't even do surgery. Because me, I don't even want him to do surgery. Then I was tired, I started to pray. I started to ask these questions. What to be to what? Only for me to hear. I travelled on a, an outreach, evangelical outreach, and a crusade. And by the time I got back, I heard that person was dead. Like, even in the midst of the program, on Saturday, somebody reached out to me and said to me, person was dead. I heard, I'm like, I, I saw the message, the WhatsApp message, I was like, what? Dead? Ooh, how? Why? Where? How did... He said he died after the surgery. God. The person who was with me when that... When I got that information, even noticed my mood. He said, what's wrong? Somebody asked me, you don't know. You don't get who this person is. You don't get what he is. My God. This person was such a good worker for you. He was such a fire for you. And I was so sad. I was like, Holy Spirit. I, I was asking you, what do we do? What were the next steps to take? So that if the surgery was not going to work, we're going to. This we just said to me, stop. And I ended his journey. That's the end for him. That's the end of the road. And I just stopped crying. Because I knew the works. Ha! <laughs> I knew the works that Prasam did. I knew his works. You know why? That angel said to the church in this Addis and Theatera that I know your works. I knew Prasam's works. So I couldn't be sad any longer. <laughs> his works still speak even now that he's dead and buried. And that is my charge. That is what I have come to tell you this evening. See? It doesn't matter how long or how old you live. It doesn't. What matters is what you do with the time that you have on earth. What are you doing with your time? What are you doing with your time? Are you wasting it? Are you living purpose? Are you fulfilling destiny? Are you walking in predestination? Are you just living recklessly like <laughs> anyhow, anyhow? Because at the end of the day, she may not like it's not even you might know she do not have the key to when you be leaving this world in your hands so you don't it will happen she may get an inclination or a preempting but still it will happen when you really do not know so what are you doing with your time what are you doing with yourself what have you done with your time and self that day is coming very soon when i was talking with like our other friend ruth she was telling me that even in, like she attended this trip, they did like a online tribute session service for him, and that even his parents and his family were no mourning. And I'm like, that is what I'm talking about. Why would I die and people mourn? You don't get. Ah, 
I, I, I can confidently say that Brosam is in heaven, smiling down. At least I know that he has rest, he's rested now from pain because he was in so much pain before he died. So I'm happy because the last time we spoke, he told me he was in so much pain. The pain was too much before he died. You know, so I'm happy that he's resting at, at least that's half of the way. Then number two, or even that's, let's say the number one, he's in heaven. <laughs> he's with the father. He's resting. That's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. Please, what are you doing with your time? What are you doing with your time? But Sam's journey just caused me to remember Jesus. You know, when I told my mom, my mom was, mom was so sad because she met with him on the day he came to her house. And she also prayed with him and told him and shared some of her life story with him of how she too was sick and she had a life-threatening th- disease. She should have, is it disease? She should have died, and now God just restored her. You know, she shared with him that day to spare a spot to, to just quicken his faith, you know, and all of that. So she met with him, and I told him that when I told her that he had died, my mom was so sad and shaking. I had to tell her, What is it? I was shaking too. The Holy Spirit told me this. So, person has ended his journey, it's left to us around on earth. We have to do what we've been called to do, we have to stop being this being that you know i started to talk to her you know and then something that struck me in this journey was i just started to compare him to jesus jesus said at a very young age too Jesus said at 33 <laughs> but dying at 33 he fulfilled his mission on earth what he was called to do what he came to the world to do he did he didn't just die without doing what he was appointed or anointed to do what about you my brother what about you my sister what are you doing are you doing that which you've been called to do are you living purpose are you living purpose are you fulfilling destiny are you walking a predestined path because at the end of the day that's what matters oh your life with god your relationship your fellowship with god and then carrying that fellowship and relationship and spreading it abroad to, with others that's the only thing that matters in this world every other thing my brother and sister secondary what i say it is secondary very secondary the primary and most important thing is your work with god then fulfilling purpose and that's actually fused or linked with your work with god so if you're doing that that's the most important thing if not please check it's not too late because you still have breath in you it's not too late if Brotham had not lived for God, it would have been too late for him because he no longer has breath in him and he's long dead and buried. But now, you that has, but he, he actually fulfilled purpose. He did what he was called to do on earth. He won souls for Christ. He led souls for Christ. He, co- he, he caused fire in the hearts of men. Some of his works are still speaking. They're still existing, still going on to further spread the light and the fire. And that's what we're talking about. What about you? What are you doing? You have breath in you. Today is the day to make a decision. Today is the day to turn back to God, to turn around and make a turnaround decision and turn back and start to fulfill destiny, start to live out your purpose. <laughs> because at the end of the day, that's the only thing that matters. Every other thing is secondary, I say again. The only thing that matters is living for God. Living for God. Are you living for God? Thank you for listening to today's episode. It was such a pleasure talking to you and sharing about Brother Samuel, my friend. His name was Brother Samuel so in this um episode we're going to be giving a one minute silence to bro samuel and it starts now
May you so rest in perfect peace. I'm delighted because I know Brother Samuel is resting at the Father's hand. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you'd like to reach out to me, send me a message on WhatsApp, on Telegram. Just reach out to me on any of my social media accounts. It be, to be such a pleasure to listen or to hear from you. Thank you and God bless you. Bye.